Let's Keep It Going, the podcast of Emmaus Church, where we sit down with Pastor Nick to have extended discussion over last week's message, in the hope that it inspires ideas in and around the Emmaus Church community. If you missed last week's message, have a question, or just want to know more about Emmaus Church, you can visit us at www.emmauschurchsc.com. Now, let's keep it going. Hey there. Hello. Hey. It's summer. Hold hey. On. Hold on. So my wife makes fun of me for how I say hello, and people I usually go, hello, or hello, or what do I do? No, that's not it. It's like... Hello. It's kind of like seduction. I'll default to the Howard Stern. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. Hi, friends. That's hey how, that's how everybody does a podcast opening now. <laughs> nice. Summer Hi, friends. with us today. Summer Wiggleston. Hey. The hello, Summer Joy. It is. Isn't that your email? Yes. Yeah. Hello, Summer Joy. Hello, Summer Don't email me. I'm just summer kidding. Summer Wiggleston. <laughs> you found a Wiggleston. Right? I know. I love that last name. Is it's it just British? Uh, yeah, it is. It is English. Yeah. Yeah. British, whatever. Yeah. It used to be Wigington and then they didn't know when they came over here on the boat or whatever, they didn't know how to spell and they spelled it Wiggleston instead of Wiggington. This is what Bruce tells me. Happy mistake. Yeah. Wiggles are way better than (laughs) right. (laughs) What was your maiden name? Barbely, which I got teased for a lot. (laughs) Yeah, see, he's already laughing because people used to tell me that my last name sounded like a turkey throwing up. Barbely. Wow. I I wasn't going there. I mean, I I got made fun of for my last name too, Cunningham, but it was like Uh stupid. It's like, you're going to cut the ham? I was like, Uh yeah. Do kids still do that? Do they still teach? Because there's so many like mm-hmm. different names now. Do they still yeah, teach? Yeah, kids are still awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. They haven't changed. Usually, much. right around sixth grade, they get pretty awful. Oh dang it! Yeah, but my favorite was Sly Pig. That was a kid called me Sly Pig. Why? Cunning ham. Oh, oh. I know. In like sixth grade, I was like, "That's creative." I know. I'm like, right? Yeah. What that I'm kid turn out to be? I don't know. He was pretty funny. Something. Something important. His name was Luke. Well, summer. Yeah, you know, yes. I was thinking about. Tell me. First time I met you. Do you remember the first time we met? Wasn't it? You're at Nick's house? Yeah. Yeah. In that living room right over there. Yeah. One of your uh, info sessions. Info sessions. Mm -hmm. This little church. And I brought Harper and she was like crawling, I think, still at that point, maybe. That's wild. Right? I was looking back at those pictures from when we were at Nursery Road with Quinn and Harper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. A couple tornadoes right there. Yeah. Good times. change the world those Good times. Right? Um... When did, how did you guys meet though? You and Nick? I sent him an angry email. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah, no, um, not at him. He was the only one that I felt I, we went to a different church <laughs> and, um, we had just moved here to South Carolina and we kind of landed on this church and we're like, I guess this one's fine, you know, cause we didn't really know where to go. And we really liked Nick cause there were multiple pastors on staff. We really liked him. So we would, you know, try to find out where he was preaching and what service he was going to be in. And we would just go to that one. We'd only been going for like a month and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we went on another day when Nick was not preaching at all. There was a guest speaker there. I don't even know the guy. Um, and he preached some sermon that I was wildly opposed to. And I was mad very, very mad about it. And I'm not normally the type of person to send angry emails. Like, I don't think I've ever done it since mm-hmm. or before then you're the, probably the only person that's ever received an angry email from I'm me so ever. I'm so out. glad you did. And I was like, listen, I'm emailing you because, um, you're 
the one that I feel the most comfortable with at this church. Mm-hmm. And I have problems with this sermon that this guy preached for ABC reasons. And Nick emailed me back and he was like, Hey, I have problems with it too. <laughs> um, you seem like someone I could get along with. <laughs> he was like, yeah. we should meet up for coffee sometime. It's probably mm-hmm. already, I already cracked. You were the first one I cracked to about what was next. Yep. He did. You alluded to like, there are some things coming. And yeah. it was just a couple months after that that Wild you announced Emmaus. I mean, can you send an angry email from Hello Summer Joy though, or did you? I don't think it was re- for me. It was angry. I don't remember being. But- <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was Summer Joy. I was like, hey, listen, it's like a scathing. Email. I have a problem. Have I, two different I just really don't. One is like you're normal, and then one is like instead of hello, it's like some cloudy joy. Angry. Uh, Angry weather let's, girl. Let's cover the summer highlights at yeah. Emmaus. She sings for us. Mm-hmm. You lead worship mm-hmm. or call to worship more recently. Yeah. Is your gig. You serve in kids ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also serve on other teams, don't you? Um, With the student ministry. I help student. with the middle school girls. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Just a couple places. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm revealing too much here, but, you know, we have, we have quite a few folks in the church that deal with some hurt and baggage towards mm. the church. You mm. being one of them. Yeah. And yet you give so much to this community. I really believe in it. And I, I liked this sermon particularly because you talked about Jesus. And honestly, that's the reason I'm still a Christian and I still profess this faith is because of Jesus. Like I will follow that guy, uh-huh. you know, like there's just so many things about the Christian faith that maybe are not so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have some rough edges, but Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. follow that guy all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm. You guys can get to know you stuff. Yeah, sure. What is your favorite go-to movie when you need a mood boost? Oh my gosh. Um, I haven't seen this in forever and I've actually been craving seeing it because it's fall Mm -hmm. when Harry met Sally. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh. Lindsay. Waiter. Waiter. Like to partake of a piece of your pecan Pecan pie. pie. I've never met anybody else. I'm fine. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years and I've been thinking about it, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if Bruce is going to be down for watching that with me. The dialogue in that movie is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like it's like the whole speech at the end. Oh my gosh. It's such a classic. Yeah. It's good. It's really great. All right. So hold on. I feel like that question is personal to you. When you, I I think you can learn a lot about someone in that answer. um, Do you, what is your movie again? Um, probably for love of the game. Huh. Never even heard of it. Didn't see that coming. I'm that not a movie game? person, so no. Kevin Costner. Baseball. Yeah. It's great. And then a League of Their Own for sure. Too. Okay. So okay. How, mine how, have to be sport how often movies? do you watch this? A League of Their Own two or three times a year. Four really? maybe. Yeah. Huh. Um. Um. For love of the game, I haven't seen it in a while, but I do love that movie a lot. So I would only put one movie. In that category for me that I've watched, that I watched that off. Well, probably two. You'll never guess what they are. Die Hard. Nope. 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 That golf one that you showed one time forever ago. Nope. Bagger Van. Nope. Dang it. Nope. It's, they're not even in the list of my favorite movies. But yeah. when I watched them. For your like, mood booth. There's like a few summers when I was home by myself. Summer. <laughs> as a kid, you know, like I watched Sister Act 2. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, and Newsies. <laughs> no. Yes. So, when's the last time you watched either of those? I just showed them to my kids last year. They love Newsies now, too. They haven't. Okay. I started showing them Sister Act 2, and they couldn't quite get into it. I'm yeah. Like, Lauren Hill. 
Right? In that movie. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right. Any bucket list items for you? What or, do you mean? Like something in your bucket list. Something you to want do? to do or accomplish? Um, or I want, see? I would love to go to all of the national parks in the United States. Yeah. yeah. Have you started? Um, Bruce and I went to Zion a couple summers ago to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. And I mean, we used to live like in the Smoky mm-hmm. Mountains, basically. We're like in the foothills mm-hmm. of this. So, you know, those There's two. two. There's two. <laughs> two. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I've been to other ones. I just can't think. I think it's when they, you have a third grader, you get into them for free. You at least get oh. one free ticket or something. I didn't know this. I think it's third grade. Okay. There's a national parks in third grade or something. I think you can, I don't know if it's for national parks, but for state parks, you mm-hmm. can um, rent a pass from the library to go into state parks for free. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just like you check out a like library we, book, yeah, you can we, check out a pass. Yep. I don't feel mm. like we use the public library. No, it's amazing. Advance, like, there are all these advantage. life hacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Things that we should know. All right. Let's name something. That makes you irrationally angry. Um, my kids whining <laughs> for no reason at all. I'm like, I've given you life. I've fed you. I love you. I snuggle you, and you're whining. What's the word that comes out of your mouth or phrase? Oh, do as you, soon as you hear yourself say, you cringe when you're when you're frustrated at your kids. You have one. Oh, oh my gosh! One, and I don't even want to say it out loud. Now you have to. Uh, I, I have a feeling this will be Quinn's thing when she talks to her counselor one day. <laughs> but I ask her all the time. I go, why are you the way you are? Yeah. Yeah. I say that a lot, actually. Like, yeah. just, she's a lot. And right? it's fine. And I just always look at her. I'm like, why are you this way? Like, mm. Why are you the way you uh, are? Mm. And that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I that's, cringe. That's going to hurt. That is gonna yeah. Hurt. I mean, I don't know. I say I say things a lot like, are you trying to make me have a bad day? <laughs> And again, that's going to be something that they have to talk to their therapist about. So just a word. Ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. That too. This is ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) I hate it when like somebody's doing an announcement on the Alexa and I'm fussing at them and I say it and then you hear it. Yeah. (laughs) You hear yourself back. I don't like that. I do say be kind at least 900 times. Okay. See? kind. That's a good one. That's a good one for their repertoire of memories. Yeah, you know? it doesn't necessarily come out very good. <laughs> uh, and then last one, what what podcast do you enjoy? Like, what do you listen to on your free time? What's a good um, one? I listen to some news one. Lately, I've been listening to books on tape a lot. And I used to listen to podcasts a lot, but I've been doing books on tape. But I still do listen to, like, The Daily, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then there's this other podcast. What is it called? Um, something about Forks. I don't know, but it's all, they like talk about, they like deep dive into like nutrition, like, um, trends and stuff and like, just like debunk them. Like, this is so stupid. You know, like they do with forks. I can't remember. It's what that yeah. actually is the title. Know, something, something to, to do, do with something to do. I just like that you called it books on tape. <laughs> listen, listen, don't. I am my father's daughter. Okay. okay just picture yeah. her like, Oh God, you know, rewind. Do you have a cassette player like inserted into your car? Like, a, like I did Side at eight. one point it's called maintenance, maintenance phase. I just looked it up. Nothing to do with yeah. Okay. Nothing to do with I was thinking forks over knives or uh-huh. something maybe, that but that's not it. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's not it at all though. Summer. We love you. You are a gift. <laughs> yep. You really are. You mm-hmm. are a delight. <laughs> How do we start now? What do we do? All right. What did we think about the message on Sunday? I just God's only son. God's yeah. Only I son. just really loved it. Like before when I was saying, 
that, you know, I've had to deconstruct a lot in my faith and have some church hurt and things like that. Like the thing I've clung to the most is just Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like when everything else seems flaky or when everything else seems too rough around the edges, Jesus is always that, Mm -hmm. that perfect thing that can, that can send comfort Mm -hmm. and that makes sense, you know, like it just makes sense. Mm So I, I feel like he's always ahead of us. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, um, like no matter what, like, I'll, and this is me being, this is the podcast. I can say whatever I want. I can say how I really feel about things, but like Paul, I don't always feel that way. Like yeah. parts of Paul mm. and you can see his ancient worldview coming mm. through mm-hmm. still. You can see things where it's like, eh, you know, with women or right. is even, you know, what he says, tells a slave to go back to his mat. There's all this, I don't feel that way with Jesus. Right. Like Jesus is always ahead of us. Mm. You know, like I don't think we ever, you know, evolve or progress to a point where it's like, get with the times, Jesus. Right. If you get into what he's saying, it's always calling us to a better version of us. Mm. And you can't, there's, who, who else does that? Right. Like who, who, who else in world history has maintained that sort of position? And I love what you say. You've said it a lot. And I say it to my kids now all the time that the reason that we follow Jesus is because, you know, this way of life that he's leading Mm -hmm. us to makes the world a better place. Mm. You know, like this is what makes the world a better place is following this way of life. And yeah, I had a a relative once, um, a couple years ago, Matt and I have moved a lot. We've church shopped a lot and we had found a church in Chicago that we really liked. And Matt was excited to like tell her about it. And she, she just like kind of laughed at us and said, Oh, you guys and your feel good churches, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. and it stuck with me because it kind of made me feel like, I'm, I'm not doing enough. Like, mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel convicted enough mm-hmm. or I don't feel guilty enough when I leave church. I literally feel leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the point good? of being a Christian? And mm-hmm. so then yeah. when you close the sermon talking about the freedom, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that should have been my response. Yeah. Isn't yeah. there freedom? Yeah. And feeling good. Yeah. And well, seeing just, the beauty. Man, that's such a confusing thing for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if we really follow this through, Jesus, you know, is the clearest picture we have mm. of what God is like. That isn't, doesn't make it easier. Mm-mm. Like, like the, the vision that Jesus gives us of God is somebody who loves their enemies. Mm. That is not easier. You know what's right. easier? Give me the tribal one. Yeah. Give me the right. one that says it's okay to hate your neighbor because right. they suck. That mm-hmm. one sounds fun. That sounds easy. So, like, people paint this picture. You know, you talk about a God who loves everybody, loves their enemies. You just like that feel-good kind of thing. Have you tried it? Right. Like, you know, right. Like this this is a God that calls out the best in me mm. that on the, is both difficult and liberating mm. at yes. the same time. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, for sure. So, yeah, you kind of put words well, to that. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. We, we, you were talking, Summer, about, you know, sharing with your kids. You know, mm-hmm. how you all talk about it. This is the best way to live. Mm-hmm. I think that is the best door into the Christian faith. I, absolutely. You, don't, you shouldn't start with the, you got to believe that Jesus was right. 100% divine. And I mean, I, I am in a place where I do. I do, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, how I would maybe explain that or the implications that come out of that has changed for me over the years, but I still would affirm it. I definitely would affirm it, mm. but I didn't start there. You know, 
I grew up with that and believed it. But when I kind of went through my whole, is this really what I think? What it did it for me was start, start with Jesus as Lord. Mm. Start with taking on his way of life. You know, I'm going to do things the way Jesus says to do them. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it means to profess yeah. him as Lord, right? Start there. And then you start seeing the fruit from that. Right. In the, in the way that it, you know, if he really is God, right? Right. Then he should have the best idea about how life really works. Right. You know what I mean? So start with doing the teaching. And it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And let's see where we go from there. You know? Um, oh does that make sense? Yeah. It, it actually should make things easier. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it, there's some pretty specific, straightforward examples of what Jesus mm-hmm. chose to do, chose to say. Right. So mm-hmm. if you put yourself in those shoes, like, all right, well, I mean, I honestly think it would mm-hmm. give you a simpler view. Yeah. Yep. Just, yeah, the fruit of it. And is it making this life beautiful? Well, so do you struggle with the exclusiveness of that, of this part of the creed? You know, when it says Jesus Christ, God's only son. No. You don't? Mm-mm. Like he is the, he is God's only son. That doesn't bother you. Okay. Talk to me more about that. I mean, I've never really put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Like, why would it bother? Like, what is the the view that would it would bother you? It tends to get leveraged as like, you know, our guy's right, everybody else is wrong. You know, uh. Reference it a little uh, bit. Right. You get I see what the, you're saying. You know, people. He is not this. just a way. He's, He's the way it. to yeah. God, um, to understanding God. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think I do have a touch of like universalism mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can believe that for myself, but I also am very generous in how I view mm-hmm. what other people would, would think to that, you yeah. know, like if they didn't agree to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know. I think similar to Lindsay, but I think if we're saying that, that Jesus is the way, like, yeah, that can be very, that, that cuts off a lot of other religions and a lot of other ways of life. Mm -hmm. But if we're saying that Jesus is not just a way to God, but he's the way to God, Mm -hmm. then absolutely. I think, you know, if we want to know if we're sold on this Christianity thing and this way of life, and you want to know more than absolutely Jesus is the only way to find out what God is like, Yeah, yeah. you know, he's the only way that you can understand. And I, you know, for me, I like, uh, the fear based approach to that always bothers me mm-hmm. because it's like, you got to stay away from all these other things. They're dangerous. There's nothing good in them. You know, we got to convince everybody to be on our team Mm -hmm. or they're going to end up in a bad place. Yeah. Like that kind of, uh, that, that, that bugs me about Mm. it. Um, You know, it's like the insistence, insistence, particularly in the ancient world, you know, Jesus, the the claim that Jesus, what God looks like was such a radical departure. I'm sure how those folks thought about the gods, Mm -hmm. you know, the gods, whether it was Roman or Greek, man, they were a projection of the worst in humans, and mm-hmm. they were used to justify the worst mm-hmm. from humans. You know, how many stories were about a god descending and basically raping a woman right. and a hero being born of that? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see how radically different. So I, I do think in the ancient world, the Christians were so dogmatic about this, you know, that Jesus is what God looks like mm-hmm. because he doesn't look like that. Right. You wonder about— Thank God. You wonder what that conversation would have looked like if it had been maybe a little more broad, like if they would have interacted with other, like some of the larger faith traditions that are out there today, mm-hmm. you know, Buddhism, for example, you know, you wonder what that conversation would have looked like 
then if it would have looked as this or that in or out, you know what I mean? If, if right. you're talking to a, another group that has this sort of idea of compassion and mercy and love, you know what I mean? Now I do think there are departures. Like I could walk down the road with the, the Buddhist for a long time when it comes to what we believe about mm-hmm. God and yeah. how we should live. There's going to be places where of course. Jesus calls me this way and you go that way. Of that course. doesn't mean that it's all bad. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many uh, practices from the Buddhist tradition that I find so meaningful oh, yeah. to incorporate in my Christian practice. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we're free to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a book called um, Living Living Buddha, Living Christ or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Thoughts. Tan Nihan. I, I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, I have one of his books and yeah. like, I've been wanting to read that one. It just shows the similarity between the two religions and how we can, we can get along, you yeah. know, like we might, like you said, there's going to be differences, but mm-hmm. there's through that lens yeah. of Jesus, there's so many beautiful things. There's a lot also. to appreciate. Yeah. yeah. And Paul, Paul models that, you know, we looked at this passage a couple, couple weeks ago and he goes into, he goes into Athens mm-hmm. and he's talking to the philosophers you know, the religions of the other day. And he quotes our own people. He quotes our own poets. He even says that God's not far from each of us. We're like, he's basically think we're so close, mm. you know, let me tell you some more. Like, let me tell you some things maybe you didn't know. Yeah. I love that kind of approach. It's not assuming that you're, you know, because you don't go to the same church that I do or think the same things that I do, mm-hmm. that you are just so far. Paul's, Paul's insistence is, do you see how close you are? Right. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's different. And I, I kind of feel the tension on this on both sides, you know, where mm-hmm. uh, I do, I do, I affirm the uniqueness of Jesus probably more than now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have this wider sense of what that means, you know, There's uh, so much more beauty out there. Yeah. And I think so many more ways that we can learn about mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. and learn from him. Yeah. Well, that's good. If you can switch to thinking of your faith, like less like a bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Remember more like, more like a lens, yes. you know, oh. I can see it out there, but I had this weird experience in Israel a few years ago. Um, I, I it's like my last thing I had to do for my, my MDiv and we had the, we had the most eclectic group of people leading us on that trip. We had professors from our school, we had an archeologist, we had an Orthodox Jew from New York who was a pluralist. That's not a universalist. That's different. Uh, pluralists believe that every religion is basically going, going up the same mountain. That's what a pluralist would say, that they're all basically the same. Universalist, particularly Christian universalism, says if anybody's made right with God, it's because of Jesus, but everybody will eventually be made right with God. That's the claim of a universalist. Okay. So it... it it really celebrates the uniqueness of Jesus, but expands the work of Jesus to everybody all like mm-hmm. everywhere, all the time throughout history. Like the, everybody will be consumed by God's love mm-hmm. in the end. Does that make sense? That's universalist. So he's, he's a pluralist. He's, but what's so crazy to me is we were there. He even wrote a book called, I don't have to be, uh, just because I'm right. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of, but then you would listen to him talk about the Israeli Palestinian conflict and he was so dogmatic on we're, we're the right, Israel's right. They're the wrong ones. They need to be punished. And even mm-hmm. like to some extent, almost like eradicated. And I'm like, see, that's where the uniqueness of Jesus comes right. in. Right. Cause the uniqueness of Jesus comes in and says, Mm-mm. like, right. what do you do with your enemy? You love them. Right. You, does it make sense? Yeah. So it was a weird moment where Radical. like, 
I'm rubbing up against this guy who's like, oh, everybody's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like hearing what he says. And I'm like, no, we don't. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. we don't say the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That was an interesting experience. Yeah. I wanted you to expand a little bit more on um, it was. It was a verse, I think, about how he said, be free to your convictions, but keep them to yourselves. Oh, yeah. What is it? Like, talk about that a little Well, more. I paraphrased it. I have to go find it. It's in Romans. Romans is written by Paul not to explain the Roman road, which is often how we hear it. You know, this is right. this is how you get saved and go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's writing to a church. It's interesting. The Jews revolted against the Romans so many times. They did it like crazy. And... There was one that happened. It was so bad that, that they actually kicked all the Jewish people out of Rome. You could not be in the city anymore. And that lasted for a while. And that was during the time that the church was just getting started. And so the church grew in Rome, exploded, but it was all Gentiles at first. It was all non-Jewish people who didn't have Jewish practices or Jewish customs. They had very, like, what we call pagan, which sounds mm-hmm. like a like a... Mm-hmm you know, a slam. It's not, it's just a description. Like they weren't Jewish. And then the band gets lifted and all these Jewish folks come back in. And then you see this influx of Jewish people in the church and you've got this massive conflict. Now they're arguing about who's better off. Like, you know, the Gentile people say all that you're all tangled up in the law and all this purity stuff. And that's getting in the way of you following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you got the Jewish people saying, y'all are still so pagan and you don't have, you know, you don't have the gift of this. We're better off for it. So there's all this argument and Paul's writing to address that. One of the places it was showing up was what do we do about the food that's sold in the market that was sacrificed to a pagan God? Mm. So you had some people that came from Jewish backgrounds that were like, no, you know, they're deeply monotheistic. There's only one God. He's our God. You do that. I mean, they, there's some of them that thought you're eating food that was sacrificed to demons. I mean, it is mm-hmm. like tangled up into that kind yeah. of thing. Then you've got some people who grew up eating that their whole life. And they're like, it's just meat. Yeah. You know, none of that's real. This is the yeah. only thing that's real, you know, and they're, this is the kind of stuff they're fighting about. You know, it was the hot topic issue of the day. I can for this imagine. Church. Yeah. And Paul, I think, wades into that in such a beautiful way you know he's like listen if this is this is hard for you i think about people who who can't who can't watch scary movies right there are some people who just can't watch a horror movie because they'll stay up all night right don't watch it Mm -hmm. you know but some people can Mm -hmm. some people can watch it and they're fine you know uh so it's kind of a similar kind of vibe there's some people when they eat this it just they're instantly you know triggered by it right they go back to old thing, old ways of thinking. He's like, don't mm-hmm. do it. You don't, don't eat it. Abstain from it. It's fine. He, but he says the more mature, actually he says the more mature position is somebody who can because yeah. they realize it's, you know, it's there's nothing really. It's for your body, yeah, man. <laughs> it's food and I'm receiving it and thanking God for it, you know. Yeah. But, but in the end, what he lands on is like, hey, here's what we need to be. The kind of community where we allow people to stay true to their convictions. If this bugs you. Stay away from it and don't look down on people who who have yeah. to abstain from this, yeah. right? But then also don't project your convictions onto somebody else. This is essentially what he says to mm. him, you know. But then he also cautions people who are more free to say, just be careful. Mm-hmm. Like if you're around mm-hmm. somebody, in the same way we would say, if I had a friend who's who's in recovery, right? I would be mindful of not drinking around them, right? Especially if it was recent. That's the kind of wisdom right. going on in there. But what he's saying is like, quit projecting your convictions 
onto other people. Mm-hmm. Be true to the ones that you have and make room for other people. That's mm-hmm. good. That's you know? so good. It's, it's why we think the Bible might be a little inspired, you know, like, right? there's, there's right? some wisdom in there, you know, man, these are things I wish I would have learned when I was younger instead of being yeah. so judgmental of other people. It's the Roman road. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. Man. You know, well, can I ask a question? Sure. And you, you kind of got into it, but I mean, g- go a little bit further with it. So why, I mean, you agree with the affirmation that Jesus is God's only son. Mm-hmm. Why? Like what's led you to that? that place. And like you said, you've you've talked a bit about his teachings, his way of life, which ones like, give me, give me some, give me some examples of that. I'm just the radical way that he taught us, like what you said earlier, loving your neighbors instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. fist fighting them. We should, we should love our enemies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that truly is radical. Like, Loving your, that's something I'm trying to teach my kids. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. It's so hard though. You know, like the nuances of it, you know, I'm saying you can't, you don't have to be everyone's friend. You're not a doormat. Right. Right. But you have to be kind to everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's, that's the embodiment of Jesus that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to teach them. You know, Jesus taught us and that's so countercultural to so many other people and, and religions or whatever, you know, it's always like an eye for an eye, like it, you know fight back and you should, you know, mm-hmm. stand up, well, stand up for yourself. Yeah. But also like in kindness mm-hmm. and in love. Yep. Um, those are the kinds of things that Jesus taught us rather than just like, yeah, get yours and I'll get mine. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, kind of an idea yeah. of like, we're all just trying to get to the top and I don't care who mm-hmm. I step on yep. to get there. I'm going to make sure that I survive and that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like wisdom from another dimension. Yeah. Is what right? it feels like. You know? well, I always call that like, it's like Jesus has mind ninja, mm. you know, yeah. you think, even the questions he was posed time and time again, they would set him up mm-hmm. and he would come up with just some like, yeah, mind ninja move. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> like the turn your other cheek thing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, what should we, they were asking him? What should we do? You know, if someone does something wrong and he's like, well, turn, turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you know, that sounds like he's being a doormat, mm-hmm. but you know, I think that you've preached on this before that there's just so many nuances to that and mm-hmm. underlying stories that you could tell along with that, mm-hmm. that it's just like, it blows your mind to think that Jesus said to turn the other cheek because in one way you're not beating them up. You're mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you know, just hitting them back. Yeah. But if you look at the context of it, you realize that if you turn the other cheek and let them slap that other cheek, they're going to get in trouble for that. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. things are yeah. going to come for them. That yeah. karma, if you want to say that is going to come and you didn't have to do anything about it. Like you did not have to be the one to inflict that pain on them. I had a really interesting experience once I was in a a major conflict and it involved lawyers, it involved counseling. It was a major thing. Mm. And I remember the lawyer told me, she said, you know, Lindsay, you're going to have to get to a point where you want the best for the other person Mm. too. And I went to my counselor with that information. I'm like, guess what this lady said to me? And the counselor said, she goes, I see Jesus in that. Mm. She's like, That's good you know, stuff. a lot of times mm-hmm. we think they, people deserve their just desserts and they'll give mm-hmm. what they deserve and God will do. And then, but honestly, transformation is what we ultimately mm-hmm. Yes. Want. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. And when we act that way, we actually, it's one of the weird ways we open the door for, for the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. to come in, you know, because yes. what happens when people do that? I know. And it's, it's not you're right. You're getting in. What you're saying is, is beautiful because 
when Jesus says that, he's like, just act like nothing happened. You know, you, you, it's not what he's saying. No, right, like, not you get at all. Into it, not at all. The language is real specific. When somebody strikes you on the cheek is referring to a backhand. A backhand mm-hmm. is what you did to a, a lower class. Mm-hmm. So is what masters did to slaves. You didn't hit him with the open hand. That's an equal. You'd hit him. You'd smack him across the face. That's the language being used. And so what he says is turn the other cheek. So now if they're going to hit you in front of everybody, mm-hmm. they're going to have to hit you with an open hand, which oh, is see. them recognizing. So you think about it's creative, nonviolent resistance right? is what he's mm-hmm. presenting. Go, go. If somebody forces you to go to mile, go two miles. He's mm-hmm. talking about the Romans. Mm-hmm. The Romans can stop you or whatever you're doing and make you carry their pack for up to a mile. But if they made you go further than a mile, they would get in trouble. Right. And so the image here is some Roman soldier being a total jerk, making this person do something they don't want to, it's horrible timing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just being like, no, he's like, go two miles. Right. Do you see? It's like, it's confronting the person with the absurdity of how they're treating you, but mm-hmm. not keeping the violence in circulation. Right. And, and hopefully in the end, it's going to change that mm-hmm. person too, because mm-hmm. they're going to learn the lesson, yep. you know, without getting hurt or yeah. without getting beat up, they're going to learn why that was a jerk move mm-hmm. of them. You yep. know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it confronts, it confronts them with, mm-hmm. do you see how absurd you're acting right. right now? You know, but in a nonviolent kind of way. And it's just so brilliant. transformative, mm-hmm. you know, Man. brilliant. And it wasn't the wisdom of his day. Not it at was all. Not. They were in such a Heck militaristic. It's not the wisdom of our day. No. <laughs> Never has been. You know. Um, until Christians made it somewhat more normal, mm. and so now even non-Christians, right. they have adapted this. Have somehow fo- it's become a bit more normal in our culture, and that to me is just like, right. whoa, right? What's that about? Jesus, like you said on Sunday, Jesus is one of the most, or is the mm-hmm. most important historical figure. Yep. You know, just things like that. Like you said, time. Mm-hmm. We tell time by. Jesus's birth and death and all that, but just those kinds of practices that mm-hmm. even people who are not Christians have adapted things like this that are so countercultural mm-hmm. and have been for centuries and we've adapted it and it all goes back to Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of something Richard Rohr said about one of Jesus's parables, the yeast and the dough. Mm. And he talked about how the, his people, you know, his followers, the kingdom is like yeast working through a dough. And he said, Jesus' vision here isn't of the whole world being professing Christians. Right. That there being enough Christians who are willing to commit to this way of life that somehow makes the values of the kingdom more normal. And, and it gets it works itself through the whole dough. And I'm kind of looking back to human history and I'm like, it's kind of happened. Right? I mean, we regret we we regressed too, but I think it's much more normal now, right. you know, mm-hmm. like to be yeah. generous and to help people who can't help themselves. That used to be laughable. Right. I mean, there's whole YouTube station or not stations. Mm-hmm. There I am again with my old school <laughs> on tape. Right. There's no. whole YouTube tapes yeah. about it. Listen to my Walkman the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's whole, you know, mm-hmm. that's what people crave. These mm-hmm. kinds of yeah. stories about goodness and, mm-hmm. and turning the other cheek and yep. all that kind of stuff. We crave that it. That was not normal Mm-mm. until Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why, yeah, is he sure? Yep. He is God's only son. Mm-hmm. I will affirm that. What are some of the other, so this has a lot to do with how we think about God, right? What are some ways you think about God that feel contrary to Jesus? Like, do you have any, you know, some, for some people, God looks like mm-hmm. their abusive parent or distant parent. Like for some, you, what's one? Well, I read, um, there's a book by Sarah Bessie called out of sorts 
And she talks about how she was, you know, she always tells a story to her kids at night, like a Bible story. And her daughter asked her one night and she said, is this before Jesus, or before God was saved or after God was saved? <laughs> right? Wow. Like, it seems wow. like the Old Testament is, you know, before God mm-hmm. got That's saved. Act. I was going to say the same. And he was just so vengeful and angry. And I think we do have to remember, though, that that's how people perceived it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily who God was. Mm-hmm. These are humans. These are mortals writing the Bible and writing the books of the Bible. And that's how they perceived God. Mm-hmm. That's how they saw it. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily how he was because mm-hmm. we didn't have Jesus yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just they perceived that mm-hmm. they thought God told, you know, them to kill all these people or to go to war or to kill all these infants. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought that God had told them to do. I mean, I'm not one to say yeah. if that's what God t- said or not. Yep. But, yeah, mm-hmm. our vision of God, especially in the Old Testament, is very, like, angry. Yeah. And, you know, my wrath will come down on you mm-hmm. and you will worship me and only me. And if you don't, you're going to pay. Yeah. The earth is going to swallow you whole. Right. That happens. And it's yeah. like, you know, quote unquote, before Jesus or before God got saved. That, <laughs> like, wow. What a profound. Yeah. I was just going to say that old Testament God seems to have a lot of a baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there are pastors out there who teach that kind of God, mm-hmm. the fire and mm-hmm. brimstone that does not help with perpetuating mm-hmm. you know, the concept of God being angry. Mm-hmm. But when does it flare up for you personally? So like, I I can say wholeheartedly and with a lot of conviction, I really do believe that God is like Jesus, you know? Yeah. Until I screw up. Mm. Like until I've, you know, I haven't come through on the things that I say I'm going to come through on. I haven't been as, you know, disciplined in some of the things that I know are good for me. I've wasted time. I mean, when I, I'm disappointed in myself, God doesn't look like that anymore. And it's almost like I have in the back of my head, I've got to have like 10 good days before I can win God back over. Right. You ever have those kind of, no, mine's more like, I think I've told you this before, Nick, like the one thing that's so foundational for me is I truly believe in the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so if something rocks that, like something horrible happening to someone usually within my circle or group or knowing like that's, that's what trips me up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, so it's this, like, where were you kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh like, yeah. Wait, if mm-hmm. I believe you to be so good. Absolutely. Walk, like, why did you allow why, this? Yeah. yeah. Walk me through that. Why, why, what lesson are we learning? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That can be one for sure. You have anything? I don't know. I can't. Wow. You're like clean. <laughs> You're like, your filter's no, clean. No, I think, I don't know. I feel like I've done a lot of work of just, you know, I used to think that God would get angry at me for every tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't read my Bible enough or if I didn't wear the right kind of clothes or if I made anybody stumble or, you know, things like that. And I think over the past several years, I've tried to do a lot of work and in, in doing this of filtering God through Jesus, mm-hmm. like you say, um, or, you know, God, or yeah, God is like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I guess I just, that's awesome. There's some, there's probably some things I just can't think of, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I don't want to make any, there's a difference between con- a real genuine conviction. You need to feel, but like mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll think God is profoundly disappointed in me. Oh yeah. It's going I to mean, be, it's going to stay that way 
until yeah. I convince them otherwise. Like that, that's, that's the hang up I'll fall back to. And I have to constantly mm-hmm. like go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. He likes me even now. Like mm-hmm. God likes me even now, you know? Yeah. And, um, there was this old Rob Bell video he made. Remember he did the Numas? Yeah. Numa, I love Numa. And there was one with his kid that stole a ball or something. Mm-hmm. This was so, this is the only one I really remember. And, uh, he got busted for stealing this ball and he ran upstairs and hid under the blankets. I remember this one. Yeah. And then he comes, you know, Rob comes home and just sits on the edge of the bed and he's like, there's nothing you can do to make me love you any less. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do to make me love you. And I go, I go back for some reason. That's what has right? come, comes to my mind. I'm go like tear up. A little yeah. Bit. He doesn't love me any less than he used to. And there's nothing I could do to make God love me anymore. Like I'm just, I have to, I have to actually sit in that for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. before you can make better decisions, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Got any more, any questions? Um, I don't think so. I I did get a little kick out of, um, one of your deeper dive questions about the extra that gets in the way for you. Mm -hmm. And I had a a flashback from, I don't know, I was probably 12 or 13 old enough for this would have been okay. But I went to a a very Christian elementary school Mm -hmm. and middle school. And, um, my sister got me an Alanis Morissette. CD for my oh, birthday. I love her. Oh. And my mom, my parents, they watched me open it and I took that thing upstairs and you know what it had on it? Hmm. Parental advisory. Because <gasps> there was bad language mm-hmm. or innuendos or whatever. I turned it into my mom and I oh. said, I don't think I should have this. And I wow. turned it into her. And like a part of me is so glad I'm not that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> How old were you? Yeah. Uh, like 13. You're, oh. you're the firstborn, oh, though, right? Okay. Well, I have an older half brother and a half sister. Okay. But the ultra Christian narrow road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got me to that point where like, I can't, this is mm-hmm. sinful. Yeah. Like this is right. And I'm, I'm mm. glad I've evolved to a point where, what do you say? A, a curse, a Christian and a curse a little, Cuss a little. Cuss right. A little. Right. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. But I mean, the freedom to be able to like, I, I mean, I'm be honest, like, and this is the, there's some people who do this from a, from a different place. I feel like, you know, I don't like any Christian stuff. It's kind of like mm-hmm. how they don't like a band once, once they get popular, yeah. you know, it feels like it comes from the same place. Isn't that you? I can get caught You're up. Oh, I, get, I get frustrated that because I love like Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Love them when they first came out. I like, love mm-hmm. this. Then they got popular. People are like, yeah, they sold out. They're like, <laughs> not into it anymore. You know? And I'm like, you just, good. you just don't like it now because everybody else likes it. Right. And now you're, now you're not unique, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there are some people who come at the Christian thing. You know, I don't like Christian music from this. I have genuinely, I have connect, I, I connect more to God often in some of the secular stuff that yeah. comes out because mm-hmm. it's honest. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. more honesty there. Um, and sometimes I feel like from the Christian industry, it's like, we know people are going to buy it anyway. So mm-hmm. we're just going to say as many nice things as we can about God in three and a half minutes. And then mm-hmm. you're going to feel obligated to buy it. You know, it would make it really catchy. But right. It doesn't move me, you know, um, in the same sort of way. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of times that I feel like those are like the fake Jesuses, mm. you know, like you can see them everywhere. <laughs> like bobblehead. Yeah. Just, you know, the Jesus that is on the t shirt that says, I don't I don't know what the like a Heinz ketchup or something, mm-hmm. and it says something weird about Jesus, like a play on words. <laughs> like, really, is that is that what we're really we can only wear those kind of t shirts, yeah. but we can't wear, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't wear, you know, like Abercrombie t shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a rule or if that was something that I thought right. was a rule right. for myself. 
but, um, you know, but if it was a Christian t-shirt, I could wear it. Like, but Mm -hmm. I feel like those are just like the fake Jesuses that are around. I want the real Jesus, the one that said to turn the other cheek, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that said to love your enemies and all that and, and filter, filter through him. Yeah. Cause like some of that, that the Christian subculture, you know, that has the Christian version of everything. Mm -hmm. It feels to me somehow connected to that parable. Jesus tells about the two brothers where the father asked him to do this work while he's away. And the first one's like, I'll do it. I'm going to do all of it. Mm -hmm. And then doesn't do it (laughs) at all. Yeah. And then there's the other one who's like blows him off, but then ends up doing all the work. It's like sometimes the Christian industry is like, we put, we, mm-hmm. look how many times we said Jesus, blah, 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 but they don't right. actually do. They're not, not promote, feeding the hungry. They're not promoting they're not. the things of Jesus. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you, you can be really into Jesus, but not be into the things of Jesus, right. you know? Man, that's, and that's deep right there. Yeah. Sometimes I think, I feel that in the music. Mm-hmm. It's not really leading people right. to a place of more Just honesty. Putting ourselves and, in a bubble. Yeah. It's, and not, I'm a friend of God. Not making know? this world a better place, yeah. you know? Yep. We're not living the most beautiful life that we can. Like we said that Jesus's way is mm-hmm. we're just putting ourselves in a bubble and yeah. trying not to communicate with the outside world. Keep all that bad stuff out. Mm-hmm. Will you remind me of our actions? Yes. So this week I am taking parts from the gospel of John and John is the most blatant about who he believes Jesus to be. He's God with skin on. Um, and so it can be a great resource for us, you know, to, to prayerfully read through and ask ourselves, you know, who is Jesus revealing God to be? The truth of that. It's a great thing to add into your prayer life. And so like yesterday we did John 2, did the um, the first miracle in John, turning water into wine. Um, I'm not sure what I'm doing today, but you're going to get posted on social media. If you don't do social media, you can email me, nick at emmauschurchsa.com, and I'll send you an email version of it. But I just challenge everybody, find a few minutes throughout the day. And use that use that resource. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for being with us. Sam. Yeah, thanks for letting me come. I liked this. This will was you, really fun. Will you come back? Sure. Awesome. <laughs> will you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Thank you so much, God. We just thank you so much for sending Jesus. Thank you that we get to learn from Jesus and that we get to um, have the opportunity to try and embody what Jesus was and is. Thank you for that. Thank you for being merciful when we mess up and when we don't do the right things. Thank you for for picking us up and for loving us no matter what. Hmm. Thank you for Jesus and thank you for your word. It's just such a beautiful way to live life, just such a a way of hope Hmm. and freedom and life and joy. Thank you for that, God. And Jesus, it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.